Parents everywhere are being told how to raise their littles because we are creating that infamous rod in our back and suppressing their independence. The Gentle Co-Sleeper podcast is here to myth-bust and fact-check those societal norms and scare tactics surrounding co-sleeping, bed-sharing, and responding to our baby's cries, while connecting you with resources, testimony, and experts in the parenting community around the globe, promoting safe sleep and secure attachment to our children. I wish to be all-inclusive as I navigate through my own journey of motherhood while trying not to raise assholes or lose my shit. Welcome to The Gentle Co-Sleeper. I am glad you're here. Hello, friends. It's me, Alexis Honey, and it has been way too long since we last spoke, okay? Because I freaking missed you. It is good to be back on the mic and sitting in a new seat, looking through a new lens with a fresh, new, and exciting journey. I am just tickled. <laughs> to be here and you know this entire experience of me just running with this new vision has been so exciting and I just every episode I'm just gonna start with the story of the shit my kids did this week because I cannot get over the things children do it's just You'll see what I'm saying. This story I have to tell you, it's about my oldest Benjamin and you will never guess what he did this week, you know, cause it's, it was Christmas and I was upstairs and I was putting my tiny down for a nap. My littlest Charlie, Ben was downstairs independently playing with like every truck sold at Walmart and Amazon, because if you know anything about Benjamin, he's obsessed with trucks. And well, once the baby was asleep, I came downstairs and I kid you not, the broom was in the tree. All of my ribbon and ornaments were flung across the room. And I asked Benjamin, like, what happened? Like, were you angry with the tree? And he said with like the biggest smile, no, mommy, I vacuumed the tree. It's squeaking clean. <laughs> and he picks up the broom from the tree and says, and starts beating the tree with the broom and I just gently grab the broom and say thank you as I grit my teeth and force a smile because what I really wanted to do was lose my shit and cry a little because my tree is beautiful but you know he thought he was helping so I just kneeled down and reminded him that broom brushes clean floors and not the tree and we went to go sweep something with the broom and I put the broom away, but toddlers, like they are like little thugs, like unknowingly testing our gangster. Okay. Cause my mom brain created this dialogue like, oh, you think you're a gentle parent, huh? Well, let's test that. Let's beat the crap out of your beautiful Christmas tree with the broom and see how far this gentleness goes. <laughs> it's like, you know, being gentle and being conscious and responsive and kind to our children sometimes is so hard when they beat your Christmas tree with the broom, you know? But then I had to say, no, Alexis, Ben isn't a thug. He's a toddler. And he was just trying to help his mommy, you know, because this, oh my gosh, this mom shit is so hard sometimes, you know? But I digress. That's not why we're here. 
we are here because I wanted to talk to all of you about bed sharing and formula. Because there's a growing amount of resources on pregnancy and breastfeeding and how to safely bed share for breastfeeding diets, but the resources and information for mommies and parents that are also exhausted but formula feed their babies or just want to experience the benefits of bed sharing is just slim pickings out there, you know, like the ABCs that are administered and taught to mommies that always alone, always on their back and always in their crib. The Safe Sleep 7 also excludes formula mamas. And what I will say is that I'm an avid supporter of the Safe Sleep 7 because it is the safest way to bed share as a breastfeeding mom, but it just doesn't touch on formula fed babies. And I know there are so many gentle, attached, responsive, conscious formula moms out there bed sharing or wanna bed share. And the study that I'm going to use, a study that factually proves the safety of bed sharing without even addressing the way the baby is fed is so important to me. I use it in a lot of educational conversations I have with people I know or where I do features on other people's podcasts. And it's literally my favorite study to cite and I'm excited to share it with you. I was, when I was doing my research on this topic, since I'm not a formula mama, it was more scarce than I thought. Like finding information to saying that formula moms are okay to sleep with their babies, it was it was really hard for me to find. And But this topic alone was one of the main reasons I wanted to become a solo podcaster because I'm in pursuit for all of the science-based evidence about the safety and the benefits of bed sharing. And I ran into a lot of desperate formula mamas wanting to know if they could safely sleep with their baby or because they feed their baby formula, is their baby at a significantly higher risk of a bad accident in bed? I just wanna first disclose, I am not a medical professional by the slightest, but I am just a mama on a mission to link other mommies like myself to resources to be more attached, responsive, conscious, and gentle for our littles. So a little background in my co-sleeping and bed sharing journey. I didn't bed share with my eldest until he was six months due to societal scare tactics surrounding having baby in the bed with me. So I had a co-sleeping bassinet for the first three months and uh, held his hand every single night. Like I literally fell asleep holding his hand. I just could not stop contact sleeping with my baby. And I think that is the culprit. Uh, my son now, almost three in a few weeks, still is a contact sleeper and I absolutely love it. But I held his hand for the first three months in his co-sleeper uh, bassinet. And then we got a co-sleeper for in the bed until he was six months. And then after six months, he was in the bed with us. Now my littlest, Charlie, he's been in the bed with us since day one. And I've safely bed shared with both of my littles and still do to this day. How we are going to address this topic is to take the statements of why it's unsafe for formula fed babies to sleep with mommy. And if we can eliminate said risks and combat the risks associated with these accidents in the bed, creating a safe plan, I think we can help some mommies out there eliminate the fear of having their baby in the bed with them. 
Now, remember, by the end of this and you decide that there, there are still risks for your family, you can still safely co-sleep without bed sharing, okay? Rewind that and play it again because bed sharing is a form of co-sleeping. That's it. That's all, okay? When people say, I don't co-sleep, you know, my baby's crib is across the room I don't co-sleep. Uh, yes, hunty, you do. Because co-sleeping is sleeping in close proximity to your baby to be able to respond accordingly. So there is that. <laughs> By about four months, cited from Le Leche League's Safe Sleep 7, any responsible adult can bed share as safely as a responsible breastfeeding mother at four months. So even if you want to wait until the four-month marker where your little meets all of their four-month milestones, Le Leche League's science-based advice should put your mind at ease. If you have a co-sleeper, a floor bed, or a crib in the room, your baby is still sleeping in close proximity to you, making nighttime parenting optimal. If you have time to talk to me about this right now, I'd love to have a conversation with all of you about bed sharing and formula fed babies, okay? Okay, so you can talk to me. Okay, we're still listening. <laughs> That's great. I wanna start off by stating the most compelling study that backs up the basis of the simple fact the risk of bed sharing a formula fed baby is inherently low. And in fact, with the elimination of the risks, bed sharing is safe and you're not putting your baby in danger. So the Alaska Division of Public Health examined vital records, medical records, autopsy reports, and first responder reports for 93% of Alaskan infant deaths that occurred in between 1992 and 2004. That's 12 years of data, y'all, and get this. 99% of bed sharing deaths occurred in the presence of a known infant mortality risk factor. Taken together, these results suggest that infant bed sharing in the absence of other risk factors is not inherently dangerous and thus do not support a recommendation against all infant bed sharing. That is read verbatim from this study. And what are those associated risk factors, you might ask? Good question. Their position, whether that be prone sleeping, the wall or the cracks in the walls, a non-caregiver, so the non, whether it not be mom or somebody else outside of who takes care of your baby, maternal tobacco use or impairment of someone in the bed. In fact, 75% of these accidents were due to tobacco use and 43% of them also were from sleeping with an impaired person. Eliminate these said risk factors according to the Alaska's Division of Public Health's 12-year study. 99% of the time, bed sharing with your infant is safe. And guess what, my friends? Not one of those studied associated risk factors included how that baby was fed. Let that sizzle for a second. Not one single associated risk factor in all of those reports over a 12-year span had anything to do with the way the baby was fed. So why is it 
so well known that the breastfed baby has the edge of safety over over the formula fed baby okay well well there's a simple answer for that everyone it's science okay so it's proven fact that breastfeeding diets and babies have lighter and shorter sleep cycles from a chemical reaction breastfeeding mothers have towards her babies the mother is more prone to cuddle curl her baby keeping them closer to the breast and away from pillows a way that you can increase this chemical response is simple skin to skin the magic and benefits of skin to skin is just that magic so increasing that skin to skin contact physiologically allows you to be more responsive to your baby so with all that being said let's get into these extra risk factors formula mommies have and let's see if we can eradicate them and create a safe sleep environment so today we are going to use an article written by dr tracy castles on the evolutionary parent titled bed sharing and formula feeding the baseline for creating a safe sleep environment for a formula-fed baby is the same qualifications a breastfed baby has. Is your baby full term? Uh, does your baby have any underlying health issues, low birth rate, maternal problems and medications, etc.? Using, actually using the qualifications in the Safe Sleep 7, I think is helpful here and they apply here as well. So like if you go to the Safe Sleep 7, they have all the different qualifications that you need to meet for you to have a safe sleep environment. So if you eliminate the breastfeeding out of there and just follow those qualifications, I think you'd be able to better navigate on whether you and your baby qualify to get in the bed. So now that we qualified ourselves and our tinies for those risks, let's dive into getting into bed as safe as possible, okay? First and foremost, bed has gotta be on the floor bed has to be on the floor away from the walls no cracks that is like a bed sharing rule across the board and I think that I mean you can get away with not being on the floor bed but I think especially the first time mommies or the mommies that have never bed shared it just really creates safety and a peace of mind for the mommy that if the baby were to roll off it would be someone soft just a couple inches and not on a high bed it's just really truly if anything a peace of mind just get that bed on the floor now it's all about positioning of the baby and as it's written in the article one concern with formula feeding and bed sharing is how the baby is positioned in bed because with breastfeeding diets, it is noted that the baby often spends the vast majority of the night at breast level because it's likely to facilitate breastfeeding. One known study has also looked at positioning in formula feeding mothers and found that these mothers were more likely to position their babies closer to the pillow as they were sleeping, as if they were like sleeping next to another adult. So it's simple, sis, ditch the pillow, okay? More times than not, Bed sharing families don't even know they can have a pillow in the bed. So rule number two in the formula, bed sharing family, absolutely no pillows, no blankets. So one study shows that breastfeeding bed sharing dyads kept blankets at waist level where fathers or non-breastfeeding bed sharers kept their blankets more typically at chin level. So keeping your home at a good temp 
and dress to temperature is more important here. Don't overdress yourself or your baby because you don't want that. And I'm going to add, throw your hair up. You know, mama, tie your hair back and into a bun or braid, no loose hair. So just away from the baby, I think that is also best. It doesn't say anything about hair in the Safe Sleep 7, but I know that there was an episode that I did that like, because I have so much hair and it's so big and so poofy, I made a statement like, hey, I pull my hair back because one time, literally my entire poof ball was like all over my baby's face and it was terrible. It was all in his hands. It was god awful. So I say tie your hair back. Dr. Castles says in another study that examined oxygen saturation and heart rate during airway coverings in infants while bed sharing. It was found that despite at times prolonged bouts of airway covering, there was no consistent effect on either oxygen saturation or heart rate. This means that perhaps the fear of face covering that is often brought up in formula bed sharing discussions isn't limited to this particular dyadic situation. That's, <laughs> come on with that mama. It's literally that part for me, okay? Because that is the number one fear tactic for bed sharers around the world. And there you go. That is science. Mic drop. Next question. Okay, but now, okay, so the next factor, the trickiest one, I think, but I had a phenomenal lactation consultant, Aubrey Lutz from Lutz Lactations, give the most mind-blowing advice for this. So with that, let's jump into this. Okay, it's arousability. Because formula feeding mothers showed significantly fewer maternal infant and mutual arousals than breastfeeding diets. Okay, so formula fed babies tend to eat more before bed to sleep through the night, where breastfed babies have wakes through the night to keep mutual wakings between mommy and baby more frequent. So how do we replicate this with formula fed babies? As the great Aubrey Lutz said, pace feed your formula fed baby as well as paying attention to their hunger cues. Pace feed your formula fed baby. That is everything. I have never heard a lactation consultant suggest you pace feed your formula fed baby. And I don't know if that's known across the board but when I heard that, it's something that I've never heard of. And I thought that was brilliant. So don't be afraid of that, of the night wakes to feed your baby because that's normal. When your baby wakes up in the middle of the night hungry, your baby's not broken. That's normal. The baby just naturally wakes up to eat. It keeps them in a, a lighter sleep cycle. And that's healthy. That's normal. That's biologically what they're supposed to do uh, like keep like a formula set up for your baby's bottles near you so nighttime parenting is just a little easier and nighttime parenting is just so important and by pace feeding your little it allows them to eat what they need and not end up engorging themselves putting themselves in a deeper sleep cycle if you and your baby meet the safe sleep seven qualifications your bed is on the floor, away from the wall, no pillows, no blankets until the baby is able to move them out of the way. Your hair is up. You don't drink. You don't smoke. 
and you don't take drugs, 99% of the time you're safe? Huh? What? I didn't, I didn't make that up, y'all. Like, that's science. That is an actual study done. Alaska's Division of Public Health, 12-year study. I think we can say we busted that myth right in half, in quarters and eighths. Formula-fed mom can safely bed share with her baby. We can believe in our truth, but we cannot argue fact, honey. Now, and after all of this, and you still feel nervous, that's okay, mama. Let's say this again. You can co-sleep without bed sharing, okay? Do what's right for your family. Make your decisions on fact and not fear, right? And the fact of the matter is that we take risks every single day by like taking our children into stores and cars and planes, but you don't see the lady in front of Target greeting you like, welcome to Target, watch out, someone might take your kids. That lady says hello and minds her damn business. As all these fear-monging parent critics hiding behind their titles and keyboards should. Okay, take a note. Because if you assess your circumstances, eliminate the inherent risks, I must say this for the people in the back, there is nothing more humanly natural than a baby asleep in her mother's arms. You have my support, girl. And we are here fact-checking and myth-busting these societal norms together. And I know I sound a little fiery about this because I am. I'm passionate about making sure that mommies feel confident in their motherhood. Parents, not just mommies, just the parents in general. Okay, but with that being said, I think that concludes our first episode. I, I really hope that you got the information you needed and the peace of mind about formula feeding and bed sharing with your littles. And if you like what you heard, please don't forget to subscribe and get the notifications every time I drop an episode. And I'm also really active on Instagram at The Gentle Co-Sleeper. We have a Gentle Co-Sleeper support group on Facebook that has over a thousand like-minded parents giving helpful tips and encouragement. So check that out as well. And remember, you're not doing anything wrong. This shit is just really hard. Thank you for the chat, and I'm really looking forward to our next one. Cheers. Mm-hmm.